0: Well, it's uh, 5.21 and I'm in a car with uh, Dave Lawton and Jonathan and we're headed west. Um, Dave, why don't you tell us why we're in this car? <laughs> uh,
1: because we, we, we're, we're insomniacs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we have a, um, a, a weekly... Uh, Pre-meeting, team pre-meeting out west, and um, uh, praying for the harvest. and uh, We get together. We actually get together five times a week to pray. Um, uh, but um, this is this is one of our uh, pre-meetings where we'll, we we'll meet at six and go pray for a few hours and then um, uh, have breakfast together. So yeah. It's part of our pre-strategy. Okay.
0: It's nice to know breakfast is coming. Mm. And um, tell us, how's how's the work going? We've sort of talked a couple times before. Uh, It's been probably six months. So um, give us some highlights of what's happening around Melbourne and beyond. Mm.
1: It's been really significant. Um, I think... uh, Lord has challenged us this year to pray, um, beginning everything in prayer, uh, to both personally and uh, corporately, or as groups, pray for the harvest. And as we've done that, we've, we've, we've seen significant breakthroughs uh, that have taken place uh, of um, uh, people with Jesus uh, in the harvest. Um, and so we, we now have uh, numerous houses uh, doing uh, discovery Bible studies uh, on on the journey of discipleship uh, with uh, knowing Jesus and um, uh, taking small steps of obedience towards Him.
0: Okay, T- tell us about uh, one of the one or two of the breakthroughs that you've seen.
1: Um. Some, some of the things we've been seeing have been in um, uh, Sikh households, Indian Sikhs uh, who are an extremely uh, open people to the gospel, um, uh, although unreached from India. Um, we, we've seen a real, real progression of uh, uh, sometimes just spontaneous confession of sin uh, Uh, Some Sikhs just asking, praying to Jesus to ask him to change their hearts. Uh, Other Sikhs who absolutely shock us by talking about Jesus living in their hearts and going with them wherever they go. And uh, we we had no idea (laughs) that was going on in their lives. Um, Some real answers... Uh, to prayer amongst Sudanese communities, uh, both northern and southern, uh, where there's been um, uh, situations of um, uh, households uh, seeing answers to prayer and then starting to pray to Jesus. uh, So the
0: Sudanese uh, uh, Muslim background?
1: Uh, both Christian and Muslim. Okay. Definitely
0: non-Christian. Yeah.
1: Uh, very, very. Uh, we we haven't encountered many um, uh, saved Sudanese. Um,
0: so even the ones with a Christian background, they really don't have a faith of their own.
1: Yeah, because a lot of the the ones we're encountering are refugees, very broken people, very broken families, very, 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 lots of. Uh, problems of alcoholism or family violence or it, it, they're, they're, a, they're a very broken people yeah, that that we've encountered anyway, yeah
0: Okay, so, and a lot of this is happening in the western suburbs of uh, Melbourne yeah. which is sort of uh, the un, the most unreached part of the city, most of the city's unreached, but yeah. uh, more so in the west
1: Yeah, the western suburbs has a very high level of uh, social problems, uh, poverty, violence, etc. Um, but uh, th- there's been some, we we've, we've starting to see um, uh, some breakthroughs amongst um, like the Sikh community. Now we've got a household in Springvale that's kind of connected but we're, we're okay, now visiting regularly. Springvale
0: other o- the other side, the other of, side of the of city. But they were connected to the folks you knew in the West.
1: No, they weren't. They okay. were just a. Um, it's connected
0: because they were Sikhs. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's been it's been really um, uh, exciting as week after week we just hear um, very very exciting breakthroughs happening, and we go wow, and uh, we we can see it directly corresponding to as we pray and as we engage uh, really intentionally with these people uh, with um, with um, both praying with them and leading them into uh, discipleship processes which is a discovery bible study again not trying to reach um, single individuals but trying to reach communities so small households or uh, whatever relational networks we can find.
0: Um, so you're looking for relational networks. You're not, first of all. I mean, it is sort of generally geographic, but it's not like we just we're going to focus on this neighbourhood. Um, you're you're actually looking for open doors into relational worlds.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're we're finding that, uh, the the relational networks are very strong, and um, uh, one of our one of our connection strategies, for example, is, is uh, uh, one of our team has just um, started helping some street kids in the west, um, and these kids have um, uh, just been really um, they're illiterate, early teenage years, um, and um, as as it's helped them, they've been Sudanese um, kids. Uh, the relational, we've had to turn kids away from the program that they run of, of uh, teaching basic literacy skills and uh, teaching about Jesus um, just because they're, they're, there's just so many as word spreads in the community. But each of the families that we get, we visit, we share the gospel with, um, and, and um, we're finding some really great breakthroughs. Uh, happening, uh, doing some English teaching with um, Northern Sudanese people, uh, they're very um, um, conservative Muslims. Um, uh, yeah, and so we find that even that those relational networks open up to us even as we start to look at Western Sydney, um, there's connections already made there and contacts with people amongst the Sudanese community. So the relational network Aspect of how this stuff spreads is huge. Okay. And uh, when we when we <coughs> disciple people, we try to say we're not trying to disciple individuals, but we try to bring uh, a group, a family, a community into a discipling relationship.
0: And can you think of an example uh, where where that's happened?
1: Um definitely happening uh, amongst a uh, few households of six mm-hmm. uh, where um, uh, a regular study has taken place amongst um, small groups of people um, and um, uh, with our sudden with our needs uh, it's uh, starting to happen. We're, we're just starting the journey there with a mm. number of these households. Uh, it's also happening um, broad, in a broader sense in, in uh, university campuses, uh, where we're trying to reach small groups of people. OK, uh, so,
0: so it's not a technically, a, like a literally a household, but it's a relational world. Yeah. So now, so far we've talked mostly about work uh, with immigrants, of which there are a lot in Melbourne. Um, but just saying there's also a work on university campuses
1: yeah um, uh, we, we have we have uh, works all over the city and uh, so uh, we have uh, one of our works is a is a, is a very vibrant um, work on university campuses where currently again everything starts for us in prayer and we establish a uh, a, a group of believers that start praying intentionally for the harvest and allowing um, allowing uh, God to birth within them his heart and uh, his strategy of how to reach people uh, in their context. And so uh, in the university campuses we've got, uh, our target is uh, to have a group of, small group of believers. Uh, we don't want large programs, we want uh, uh, very intentionally engaged Christians to come together to start to pray for the harvest we've got three uh, university campuses started like that uh, and then then move into uh, we want to see nine campuses started there um, we've also seen some uh, houses amongst uh, Aussie young adults um, uh, being birthed and um, uh, who, are, who are now also multiplying to the second or third generation,
0: no, second generation of churches who are engaging like that as well. Okay, and so um, it's a work amongst uh, university students and young adults and also amongst a number of um, uh, migrant groups and rather than just uh, target one area or one group, you, it sounds like you've looked for the the open door with um, different communities. You mm. haven't just sort of put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Um, so how many people of you uh, are involved in this? Uh, in terms of the workers?
1: We, we have about, um, uh, probably up to about 50 people around the city uh, engaged uh, intentionally in this. Uh, a lot of these people have jobs and so they, uh, they're, they're not uh, full-time workers, um, uh, uh, num- some at the core are full-time. Um, but we have um, uh, yeah, people from Frankston to Dandenong to uh, Bayswater to the university campuses to the western suburbs. Um, to the north of the city as well. Um, so
0: that's north, south, east and west yeah. around around the city. Yeah. And about 50 people. Where yeah. where did they come from?
1: Um, they, they have come from uh, many different situations but they, they catch it as they um, engage with us um, relationally. It just happens that they might hear about us or they might uh, just be uh, either... Coming out of our home church of Crossway, or or not always though they they just uh, kind of connect with us. It's not um, not something that we uh, advertise for. We just um, we find as we engage with the harvest that we seem to attract people that want to do that, and um, uh, and we actively also pray for workers for the harvest.
0: So Uh, it's it's the. prayer for workers and then um being out in the midst of with people sharing the gospel that's that's your recruitment strategy
1: yeah yeah if
0: you want to call it that that's right
1: that that really was a major shift for me was to see how jesus trained his disciples was that he was in the harvest and he he um he stayed in the harvest and uh that was the context of his training and that was the, the, um, the, the way he called people to and um, I thought well we've got to do the same thing we've got to not focus on church we've got to focus on the harvest and uh, that for a number of years back that shifted our whole strategy and uh, out of that came a whole bunch more workers than we could have ever produced otherwise and uh, yeah it's infectious
0: so, what are you learning, Dave?
1: Well, first it's prayer. Uh, learning that, that um, this is God's work and we're joining in with God and His heart. Uh, this, is not, this is not something that's conjured up by methodologies or our good ideas. But, but we have to join in with God and we have to invite God to invade our, our space. And uh, invite God to to break through into the lives of the people we're trying to reach. So prayer is huge. Uh, second is um, uh, it, it, teams are very important. Uh, relational uh, teams led by passionate people are a really important part of the work. We need we need one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to pray with one another. We need to. Um, walk with one another i'm finding that character in in, i have to uh work hard in the in the lives of our workers so that we're getting a depth of character so uh, that it's not just ministry focused but it's life focused so if uh, if somebody's having problems in their own life just really what does it mean to follow Jesus and have good foundations in your life so that you will go the long term with Jesus? Um, real intentional engagement with the gospel and scriptures for non-Christians. Right from the as early as possible, we try and get non-believers reading scripture and praying together it is, it is very powerful. To not uh, delay that process but as soon as we can to have people open scripture and start to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to begin his work in their hearts.
0: So that's even while they're sort of discovering what it means to be a follower of Jesus before they've, yeah we'd we'd say they've sort of made a formal commitment, you've got them in the Bible.
1: Discipleship is the strategy for them to come to Christ. Okay. So, so, so they they start to read Scripture and obey, and in the process they will they will um, they will uh, be saved. Um, yeah. So we don't start with the point that you must be saved. You you start with the point of you must start to obey um, the law. So
0: yeah. Okay, and. Um I'm just trying to think of my next profound question. Uh, (laughs) It's it's now about a bit after 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, where's the coffee? Um, Anything else you're learning?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Uh, uh, We're we're wrestling with what are are the structures um, that look like to fan a national movement, um, to to be able to, our vision is to try and plant what we would describe as multiplying hubs in uh, every every capital city and region of Australia. And so, what does that look like to create a DNA in workers' lives of a set of principles and values that people will. Give their lives to for Jesus, and how does that structure come together and hold together? So we're wrestling with that question, and um, uh, uh, how how do we um, uh, see God's vision God's God's vision for this nation, uh, and give ourselves to that vision uh, completely? So. The vision that God has, I find, is always much bigger than our vision, and the, and, and the call of God is always um, to embrace what He wants to do, and then to start stepping it out in minuscule steps. Um, so, so we're wrestling with how do we how do we uh, enact that vision? How do we how do we step it out? And uh, what do the structures look like? I don't think we have the answers. Mm. Um, uh, um, we're just kind of trying to work it out as we go along. Mm.
0: Dave, if uh, someone was listening to this and sort of wondered, well, where do I get started? What, what's, what's the first step? What, uh, what would you advise them?
1: The first start is to pray. Get a group of two or three others and start to pray but don't just pray pray with an incredible uh, focus on the harvest Uh, pray with an intention to engage pray with an intention uh, that this this doesn't stop with prayer prayer without engagement of in the harvest uh, is not not what is needed you need to pray and then you need to start to engage. And by engage, you just connect with people who you're trying to reach. So you start to talk, and in that connection strategy, you're very upfront about your faith, and you're very um, transparent that you're there to, to share Jesus. So those two, two uh, building blocks are these two essential starting places of praying and uh, then engaging. Um, Very, very simple things, but um, that's where it all starts.
0: And Dave, from what you've said, uh, as you engage, as you pray and then engage with people, you're looking for people who want to take a step further. And that first step isn't necessarily to pray the sinner's prayer, it's to open the scriptures and start learning and learning to obey Uh, what the scriptures teach. Uh, Is that right? So it's the Discovery Bible Study. Yeah. Uh,
1: If anyone's listening to this, uh, we found the methodology uh, by David Watson, Discovery Bible Study Method, just Google that, uh, is is very helpful. It's actually uh, really, really simple um, and can be um, dismissed because of its simplicity. But we're finding it bears profound great fruit as uh, as uh, people are starting to uh uh discover jesus in the scriptures and uh the holy spirit is so active in that process so
0: yeah
1: okay we'll put a,
0: <laughs> a link uh to those discovery bible studies that david watson's put and others have put together and uh we're going to have to sign out now because um, it's time for some coffee. Thanks, Dave.
1: Thanks, bye